hey, if you'd like to support this podcast, mosey on over to anchor.fm slash home. And guess what? You could throw $100. You could throw a nice living wage. Just a nice living wage. That Let's keep it there. But if you'd like to support, go over there and throw something at me. That would be awesome. Thank you. Drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. Okay, so this is a pod. Uh, okay, this is okay. That's a bad way to start a podcast, but this is how it's starting. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast, and I'm here with John Burrier. Dude. Dude, okay, so I'm gonna start it off saying I've yeah. I've actually been wanting to like talk to you for like the longest time because like uh when I was younger I saw you do that I wrestled a bear once cover and it blew my mind and I at least watch it at least a couple times a year just because I need it to like show me that a, like a human can do that <laughs> and like, <laughs> dude uh dude ever, ever since i saw that i've i've always been like dude that guy's amazing so like dude like <laughs> i'm just it, I, I can't even express like so i'm just stoked to be talking to you and that that video has like changed my life a million times over i really appreciate that thank you yeah and i was actually wondering um was it you who put music to that video because somebody posted a version where it actually everything was Love, but um it's been removed for a little while i don't know what happened to it but um it was kind of cool but i was curious if it was you oh no dude i totally would have i didn't even know it was dude that sucks so is it is it back there now no it's like it's been offline for i don't know a few years now it's been it's been gone but it was up for a few months oh wow <laughs> no way dude i see i haven't checked back in a while see now i'm gonna be sad but like dude yeah because i remember, <laughs> i remember when you changed it to like symbol fund and then uh because oh my god dude your symbols were like beyond decimated and like like <laughs> to know that ah oh, dude you're and like also your, the, your drum setup was always like amazing to me i just loved how it looked like i personally loved it because it looked like a mix match of like anything you could find and i i loved that i always thought it looked so cool thanks so much yeah i i, I appreciate that i you know it came from i was always a huge fan of zach hill from hella oh and, okay um yeah, I was also I was so I was like really into the indie thing, you know, when when the Lilu Dallas opportunity kind of presented itself and the I wrestled a bear once audition thing kind of presented itself because that's originally what that video was. It was like an audition video. Oh, um, yeah, because I was I was like in touch with I wrestled a bear once. It's like we were like talking on the phone and stuff. What? It was like real weird. Oh, dude. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, you know, I was still really young at the time. So I was kind of making decisions when you're when you're that young. It's kind of and I yeah, I don't know. I, I also had like it was weird. I don't want to go too far on a tangent but like chris r from like sciapus was like hitting me up because he saw some of the, the lilu stuff and he, and he was like he's like you want to be in a band with me and phil from pantera he's like we're making a band <laughs> what <laughs> yeah so there's like all this like strange stuff happening at the time but i guess back to the zach hill thing is like i i felt like i was kind of in this realm of like i grew up listening to a lot of like punk metal hip-hop and hardcore yeah and i was like it's like almost like you know how Zach play in like Lightning Bolt, like Brian from Lightning Bolt plays yeah. a lot of just like trash dr- like drum stuff. Yes, it's like like it's that, but like metal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's always just like you know you can still play everything translates well, even if your gear is kind of broken down. Um, yeah, and, I, and it's also like when you practice on broken gear, it's kind of like you're not using up all your like nice stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Dude. Yeah, but I got a lot of hate. Like that that video was posted on like a Pearl Drummers forum, and it's like it had just like thousands of comments of people being like, "This guy's technique is like shit," you know? <laughs> what really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I want to personally talk to every one of them and tell them they're wrong. Like, dude, that's so terrible, <laughs> man. <laughs> I I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a famous quote on technique. I think um, I forget who it was exactly. He may have been like. It's one of the famous jazz drummers, like, you know, like Elvin Jones or one of the guys from back in the day, but um, it, may, it may have been like Milford Graves, but he, he basically is like the only technique, is like if it's like considered to be like bad or poor technique is like if you're like physically injuring yourself, you know? Yeah. That, oh, oh, yeah, dude. It's so weird. I don't. Did you recently post that? Because I swear I just saw that like three days ago or something like that, like a couple days ago. Oh, oh wow. I'm not sure. I think it's making a comeback. I think that because, you know, drumming is kind of like, it's kind of the realm is uh, more experimental and texture oriented now. Yes. I think the doors are like opening for like all of the experimental percussion stuff. So I think that like technique is kind of like going by the wayside a bit, like the idea of having like proper technique. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Dude, like, because I remember, like, because I, I, I've been following you, for, like, forever, and, like, and, like, seeing, like, all, like, like, your, your drum page, like, all, like, the stuff you post is always, like, it's so, like, didn't, you went to, you went to college for drumming, correct? Yeah, for, like, commercial jazz performance and composition, yeah, but I dropped out, actually, to tour with this, like, uh, death metal band called, like, Plague of Shadows. Oh, Yeah. That was like my first tour. I was like 19 years old. It was like an East Coast tour. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And what gave me confidence actually to so what gave me confidence to go on that tour was um the drummer from Suffocation. Uh <laughs> guy's name uh, maybe like Mike Smith or something like that. Uh-huh. I it sounds I it sounds it sound that sounds right, but I don't know. <laughs> but I think he was super young when he went on his first tour. I think he was like 16 years old or something. Mm. Wow. So I was like, hey, you know, it's like, if you know, it kind of gave me the confidence to like, you know, you know, at, at, an, at an early age to, to make it happen, you know? Yeah, dude. And like, so just like with that alone, like, how did you like, what drew you to drums or like, what got you into playing? Because dude, again, like, like, like everyone that said wrong technique, dude, like, ever, like that video has blown my mind for years. Like I literally, like when I first saw it, like. Like I showed it to my brother and he was like, how is he doing that? I was like, I don't know. Like, this is unreal. And like, <laughs> and like, oh dude. Yeah. But yeah. And then he was like, dude, look at his symbols. I was like, I know they're sick. Like, and then, but anyways, so yeah. Like what, what got you into it, dude? So straight out the womb, essentially, I always say it's like straight out the womb. I just was playing drums and just like, you know, I have, I, I felt like I was conscious at a very early age, not like conscious in terms of like spiritual development, but conscious in terms of like, like cognitive ability or approach of like knowing that like I exist. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And so I remember, I honestly remember songs that came out. I was born in 89 and I remember songs that came out in like 90, 91, 92. Wow. Like, yeah. Like my dad, I used to sit in my dad's truck and like we would drive to like wherever and uh i would just listen to the radio so like i started like learning like nirvana stuff really early and like bush 16 stone was like a huge influence and the smashing pumpkin stuff damn um, hole like i was really into hole for a long time okay damn yeah down garden is a big one dude um, that's sick yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Joel. Joel's another big one. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> dude. So, and then, and then eventually I got into like AFI and stuff and uh, Black Sails in the Sunset. I think it was like a massive inspiration and like really early Blink-182 for like fast drumming was yes. like, you know, yeah. felt pretty crucial, you know? Yeah, definitely. Dude. Dude, that 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 sounds that's awesome, dude. And like and then like so like when did you like like found like so yeah you like started early like listening to music and all that stuff and it was like really like inspirational. But like like so then what pushed you to play the drums? Did you play any other instrument or is that just like your only instrument and like that's like everything you focused on? Yeah, drums have pretty much been my primary my primary instrument since birth, I'd say. But like you know like. It's, it's weird because I don't even, I don't know. I don't even think of drumming as drumming anymore. So it's kind of like every, it, when it's like kind of rules your life, you, you know how skaters, when they see, they don't see like an urban landscape the same way that like everybody else does. Right. Like yeah. when you're a skateboarder, you know, you, you approach everything differently. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing. It's like selective, um, shit. What is it called? You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't know the word or terminology. I know exactly what you mean, though. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I think it's considered like selective perception. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That sounds correct. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like everything, like so, like even like a, like I, I just look at everything. And I'm like, what can I do with this? You know, whether it's like silverware or like the squeaky floor or like a clean canteen or something or, um. You know, so like I play like no input mixer a lot. Like, you know, when you plug a mixer back into itself and it makes like a feedback loop. Dude, I saw you do that at one point. That thing is, that's gnarly, dude. But yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like drumming, right? It's kind of, I thought about, you know, isn't everything percussive, right? So it's like even water kind of flowing through a stream or like a water, like waterfalls or whatever. It's all based, it's all percussive, right? Yeah. Like, like the human heart, um, I've also been thinking about friction, you know, like it's kind of like friction is involved in so much. And what, even if you, even if it's not audible, it's still percussive. Right. So yeah. like, even just like, you know, making a baby or something like the act of even just like small stuff is friction. Actual like birth is friction. Like, like i don't know it's, it's it's so strange so it's kind of like it works its way even if you blow air through like a recorder or like a flute mm -hmm. it's like percu it's like percussive right because it's yeah. like it's strange it's kind of strange to think about but um so you know i played a little bit of piano i played a little bit of like guitar and things but i would say i don't know i know like it's, it gets more like sort of esoteric or something at some point but it's hard to just be like you know, I, I play these instruments, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Dude. Like, so like, cause I, I've, re I've, I've removed myself from the drum set in terms of like, I don't even know if I play drums. I haven't like, I haven't played in a little while. Oh, okay. Um, it's like, it's like I'm still playing every day, like in my head, like, cause I do like visualization exercises. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll like visualize myself playing from like a, from like a bird's eye view perspective so oh weird like from above like almost like an outer body kind of thing yeah that's cool dude like so okay sorry for interrupting <laughs> but like how does that like what does that like make what what does that do for you like what like that that's awesome that, to me that sounds so sick so like like does it like feel like like 
I, does it make you like feel like you're getting better at drums without even doing drums or or whatever? The, like I, I feel like I'm very being very like caveman with my words right now, but like it just it just fe- like you're good. yeah, but like what 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 does that do for you exactly? So like what it does for me on like a personal level is it removes the ego from from the art. So like I found that a lot of a lot of things like artistically, I think like. A lot of things in general in the world, it's like if, if money weren't involved or if some sort of ego validation or something involved, I'm not sure people would do things sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, depending on what they are, and it's all circumstantial and contextual, but, you know, for me personally, w- when I were younger, you know, there was like a sort like a health, there's like a healthy level of like narcissism yeah. that you need when you're, when you're young to kind of protect you, protect your ego from, you know, potential threats and things. Yeah, yeah sometimes when people, when people are super super immersed in like one thing it can be healthy but there's also a dark side of like if you if you grow up into your you know your 30s your 40s you know and, and jojo mayer actually if you know you know jojo mayer yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah he he talks about this a little bit and he's, he's a bit older now and he's like you know it, it took him like his entire life to realize that like you know drumming is essentially like not a cure for cancer right like it's <laughs> um yeah so um you grow more as a person when you spend when you spend time away from this thing and you focus more on yourself so i think you know, developing the self you know yeah um yeah so i think the visualization exercises afford me the lug the luxury of time away from the kit where i can still have that like muscle memory and i can still practice without actually sitting down at at a drum set Oh, dude, that's cool. <laughs> that's so weird, dude. That, that like, like how, so then when you visualize it, like, what are you doing exactly? Are you like meditating or like what? What? What do you do in that in that moment? For sure, yeah, I could be like falling asleep at night, or like meditating, or even just like riding my bike or something. Okay. Um, you know, it can be da- it can be dangerous if you're like driving or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um. I did it a lot in high school I would draw out also like graphs if you if you're sitting down and like doodling or something uh-huh. and you like draw out your like drum setup and what I would do is I would draw shapes around the kit so um if you connect it's almost like if you connect the range of motion and you you make sure you basically like make sure you can like reach everything mm-hmm. I don't know I, w- I was al- it was always like a super analytical approach um I would actually measure the like the distance between all my symbols and all my toms and like do the math between it's like if your crash on your left how far that is to your floor tom on your right wow is that equal to the is that is that equal to the distance of your snare versus your ride dude your, your snare which is on the left yes it's like weird shit like that um i don't know because i was really into like the amb- ambidextrous drummer thing for a while oh, okay but it's kind of strange because it's like I mean I guess you can achieve you can you can achieve a perfectly ambidextrous setup but it's just about having the gear. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, dude. Like yeah. damn, that that <laughs> that's so cool. Like like because like like to be like that ambidextrous dr- drumming is like crazy. Like just like I I dude, I can only do it like one way. Like that's it. Like I remember trying to practice like open handed and then like going like main left and like I was just like, dude, like how did I don't you everyone's unreal to do this. Like this is insane. But like, yeah, dude, like that 
that's dude that's so cool like i've never thought about it like that and especially measuring like the distances and stuff is like sick like i don't know you're more like i feel like if anything like you're more in tuned with your setup and like you know your set like you know everything about it like that that's badass dude i love that yeah i appreciate that um i i I, you know, the first time I heard that the drumming isn't a cure for cancer thing, I didn't really get it. I heard it from a professor actually in college. And, and then later on, I heard it from Jojo, like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 15 years later. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, cause I was like hyper-focused and super obsessed with like, you know, like, like, like I was like, yeah, I was measuring stuff and everything. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of just like to break all that down into like, um, I, like, I got really into, like, MMA and, like, studying, like, jujitsu and stuff for a while. Oh, cool. And trying to see how I could apply some of those theories or concepts to, like, the drum kit, you know? Oh, weird. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Mike Tyson also said, like, when he came back and, like, wanted to start fighting again, he's like, he had to reinvigorate his ego. And it's kind of like, I don't know. Once things break down, it's hard to have the motivation to, like... I don't know. It's like what, like, I question, like, why we try to be good at things or why we try to, like, and also, if you get into, like, non-duality, it's like, is there a difference between being, like, a good drummer or, like, a bad drummer? Because it's, like, you know, does either side really actually exist? And, like, is it just our anthropocentric, anthropocentric like, human perception that defines what we consider, like, good or bad art, you know? Yeah, dude, yes. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> dude, it's because it's all subjective. Like, no matter what, like, you could be the greatest drummer, but th th some dude's going to be like, yeah, you fucked that one snare up. It's like, dude, okay, like, I'm sorry. Like, but, like, like it, but, it, yeah, dude, like, oh, that's sick. I, like, I feel like, <laughs> like, you're... I'm just stoked that that just sounds so good, dude. <laughs> and it's interesting because when it comes to like MMA, right? It's like you could say definitively there is like a winner and or like a loser, but it's yeah. like it's inter it's it's just strange because like you have the like the weight class thing. Know, there's so many different factors involved, and so I don't know. It's like I just think really deeply and I care really deeply about so many different things, dude. Um. No, something you mentioned a minute ago just remind. Oh, yeah, the snare hit thing. You know, one one of the most comments I've I've ever received. Um, I had the shittiest snare. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and people loved it. It was like the only the only snare I'd get compliments on. Like, really? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this. I don't know. It was like a like a stock like wood like six and a half deep or something, but by 14 it was just like had like this busted heads on it and just like the rims were all bent and it was just like a total mess um people loved it i don't know <laughs> wow dude that i mean but then again like i i feel like i would have done the same like dude your snare sounds sick it's like yeah i don't even know the name of it like like it's it's <laughs> i i, I to, to me personally i love when that stuff happens because like it came in it like like, well, apparently you were using it and you liked it, but like and knowing that other people liked it too is like another like level of like shit. Okay, well maybe this is this is sick. Like yeah, but dude, that that's gnarly. And, and also knowing that it's all messed up, it it adds character to that thing, and I love that shit so much. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually tried to like refurbish it recently. I threw some like diecast hoops on it, and I don't know, new head. Uh, dude, dude, um, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like. See, like I've I've always like heard about like different like different styles of hoops and all this other stuff. I've never 
like taking a dive into it. Like I, I bought a, a snare like four or five years ago and that thing's been amazing and I haven't touched it. But like, I always people like saying like, yo brass and like, like diff- these different types of woods, like, and I, I don't know anything about it and I really want to dive into it. But like, I just, I just love how much difference in sounds there. I don't know. Like, it is just, I don't know, dude, I'm just, I'm, uh, it's just, totally. that's so cool. Yeah, it's also, it's hard for me to believe, like, and this might sound like, I don't want this to sound like an ignorant sort of statement, but it's hard for me to believe that a lot of it isn't, like, marketing. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, like the, um, I don't want to say, like, fiberglass. Oh, shit, what do you call these? What do you call these kits? Like, the Vistalite kits? Like the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh... Like acrylic. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like the acrylic snare thing was big for a long time, but it's like they were all cracking, like all the shells would crack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like the snares were like so loud that like, like engineers like in the studio and stuff were just like, you'd use these like vented acrylic snares because they're just like so loud that like, they're just like destroying the overheads. Like like, it's just everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like people keep buying them and they keep like stores keep selling them. And it's like, I don't know. Like it's always been hard for me to get into the whole like Babinga versus like Birch versus like, I don't know. I, there, there are differences, you know, obviously in some shell materials, but what I do think is really cool is like those stainless steel kits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that, like John Theodore Mars Volta, old school, like Ludwig, like heavy ass steel kits. Those are cool, dude. Yeah, th- oh. those are n- those are yeah. gnarly, dude. Yeah. And then did you? I don't know if you saw. Like, I'm not a I'm not a massive Tool fan or anything, but um, Danny Carey, the drummer from Tool, had like this like kit that was actually made of like his old like melted. So his all of his cracked symbols, I guess he like collected them and melted them down into like drum shells. What? yeah <laughs> oh dude i didn't know that that's sick it's cool right yeah that's super co- dude i feel like that that like th- <laughs> like that sheen like that first of all the sheen of all like the metal and like or like those symbols and then also what sound would you get like did he record that on like the newest record or something because i want to hear how that sounds so bad now probably i think i think he's been using that kit for like a little while i think especially especially in the studio it looks so sick like it it looks awesome Oh, dude, I'm dude. I'm totally looking at that. that. Sounds Danny Carey's like not a real human, anyways. Like he's just he. I don't understand the things he does. Like, but like, yeah, dude, I'm totally looking up. That that's so sick. Yeah, I, I like I like his gong hits. That's like something like. Have you seen those gong hits he does that like, can play? No, dude, <laughs> dude, that's so cool. <laughs> he'll be playing like it's like nonchalantly or whatever and he'll just grab like this massive mallet and just like hit one of those gongs behind him <laughs> cool it's <laughs> so sick dude oh my god i love that idea that would like i would dude to like i would love to do that that'd be so funny like people like what the fuck like you have a single the size of my house like that's insane yeah it's almost like magic it's like where did that like it's like who hit that gong like, where did it even come from you know? i know <laughs> dude oh good stuff yeah dude that's sick dude and then like like so when i because i like again i'm going back to like i i saw you from the wrestle bear once and then i i went back and then i saw like you had like videos of like you playing like 
on a rock in the middle of like a river and but like you had to (laughs) you had to record the video off another video or something like that and i remember seeing it that way and i was like dude what the hell and like you were killing it like it was i think it was like a (laughs) like a hi-hat and a kick and a snare and i can't remember if you had a ride or not and yeah I, ha- I had like this like weird like swing star tama kick drum that was made out of like this like it's almost like um like particle wood oh what yeah it's like really strange and uh yeah and then i had a i think of like a tama like imperial star snare or something and a um and a 24 inch giant beat like peisty ride oh okay damn <laughs> Jeez. yeah I had a video. I don't know what happened to it, but there was a video of us actually throwing this ride across this water, and like it was like skipping, like like skipping rocks. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's cool, dude. Oh, I I would have thought that <laughs> yeah. would just sink, dude. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was sick, and since since it's so big, it was just like yeah, it was it was cool. I think I put a piece of tape to tape the hole too. So like, oh, um, okay, yep. So yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, dude, dude. And like, because like, I always thought that was like unique. And then I saw like, again, like I just went down the rabbit hole of watching all of your videos and I was like, dude, this is strange. <laughs> like it was just crazy. And then like, I found out like Lilu Dallas and I was like, dude, this is unreal. Like you guys, like I, you guys did that split with, uh, uh, straight from the path. And are those, are those the only three songs that are online? Like anywhere? Yeah. I believe so. And so the thing is, is like, I actually went to the studio and recorded drums for like all the songs. And then we were also writing some like small, like additional kind of stuff. Okay. And, and I can't find the files like a Dropbox, like deleted the files. And then I had a computer like crash. Um, Like I'm not really in touch with like the other members because like, yeah, just for for like several. I mean that that band was like a hard, it was a rough band. To, oh, okay. I mean you can you you probably already get like a good idea of like I mean that they went through members like crazy and it like it wasn't for like no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so it's kind of it's kind of rough. I I'm trying to figure out how I can how I can recover the files, but like I would probably just release the drum tracks. Um, oh, that'd be sick. With like no other instrumentals or whatever because like nobody else i'm the only one who recorded this like this you know what i mean yeah exactly then they're your tracks at that point like if you're literally the only one that recorded like those are just random drums that you figured out then like like dude i guarantee you if you posted that and said like yo play some guitar bass and do vocals over it i so many people would do oh man that'd be so dope dude that'd be so sick yeah but i would have to well, yeah, there's like, there's some, it would get really sticky though. This is the thing. Like there's some shit that I would have to consider because like, it's just like, there's like a lot of emotions from like prior members attached to some of that music. And it's kind of like, yeah. if, if one could play the parts, the, the way, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, yeah, it's 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 hard to verbalize, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. That I, I totally I get it. Like that, that makes sense, dude. Like, like, like. But okay, it's like it's totally. Like, what made you get like, uh, like what made you get into that music? Like, it was just be like, did you just want to like play fast, or like you were just like, yo, this is like ridiculous. Like, mm. let's do it. Yeah, that was, so joining Lilu was actually like a like a byproduct, I guess, of being on like I didn't want to be on MySpace, but someone made me like a MySpace account, and so like 
like I was always kind of like a fan of Lilu Dallas, and then I found out they were looking for a drummer, and I was just like, I just hit him up. Um, I you know when I was younger, I was kind of into like Cradle of Filth. Oh wow, okay. And so, yeah, I would, I would practice drums to like that record, like Damnation in a day, like like every day after school, I would come home and just like play that full record. Jeez, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was like obsessed, you know. Um, it was also like like exercise for me at the time, you know, like oh yeah, like being able to like like sweat it out and just like play blast beats like that, you know, it's like <laughs> well, I don't know when you're a kid and you're kind of angst angsty or whatever. It's like and, and also you know between the buried and me was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Alaska, you know. Yes, like, that, like good stuff. Yeah, that that record's um, unreal. Yeah, and then Dillinger was Dillinger was definitely massive inspiration as well. Dude, I totally see that. That totally makes sense. Like, like especially you just saying that, and now understanding the way you, yeah, dude, that guy was. Any drummer they've had has been ridiculous. I would, I would say, like personally, like, like especially Chris Penny. Even yes. though I, like, I don't know, I've, I've heard people say things, but I got to see Dillinger actually with Chris Penny. What at like uh, at this club Sonar in Baltimore, like a long, like a while back, and it was like. One of the, like, honestly, one of the, in terms of sound, like, the sound was so on point. Like, I don't know if I would just give credit to, like, the venue. I think, I, I think, like, Dillinger, like, in that, like, right place at the right time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Chris Penny is just, like, a, I don't know. It's just, like, it's so, it's just ridiculous. He's, like, just a phenomenal drummer, but especially, like, it's just magic, you know, like when the right people come together at the right time yep. under the right cer- set of circumstances. Dude, yes. And yeah, so good. Like, yeah. I mean, not to take away from like any any of Dillinger's like other drummers or anything. Like, like they're all sick players and I'm sure they're all like great people. But, like, but there's just something about that combination of members that I think was really, really special and really unique. Oh, dude, no, total, no. I, and the thing is, like, you're not taking away from the other ones because they, like, I, I, like they, they carried it on definitely. But like, Chris Penny was just like, he invented something basically. Like, there, there was like something about his drumming was just unreal, and and everyone knew it like right off the bat. And like, and even still to this day, people are always like, "Yo, Chris Penny's like one of the top tier." Like he, like. I I I I saw today like some dude uh I can't remember his name like it's he's this this Asian dude that covers like so many like difficult songs and he covered a a a, 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 a Dillinger song today and even Ben Wyman commented saying like yo great job and I was like whoa dude like like to know that like this is from the calculating infinity era and like he's on point with it and even Ben Wyman like gave him props on it was mind blowing yeah that rules that's awesome yeah, yeah. that's it's sick. the way yeah dude oh, man. yeah man dude oh that's so you'll, sick you'll probably you'll probably think this is funny but um after when i so i kind of keep an eye on some groups sometimes i mean i don't really do it anymore because i'm like i don't know i'm like I focused on so many other things now but yeah. when i was a little bit younger i was keep i was keeping an eye on dillinger and i, I saw that they were like you know like they were parting ways with Chris and I hit up Ben and actually like what <laughs> I was like hey do you guys need a drummer and I like sent him a video what and he's like he's like yeah he's like we'll keep you in mind man I mean he they, they, he didn't hit me up like later on but like it was kind of cool to, to at least when you're when you're you get sort of like validation from like you know 
one of the, you know one of your favorite bands it's kind of like you know dude yeah dude yeah that's like ridiculously cool dude like what the fuck like it's funny oh dude yeah just to know that like you even conversed with him a little bit is so sick <laughs> and like and like for him to say like yeah we might hit you up like he like like clearly you have you had like you have the chops to do it and like i don't i don't know why they didn't go with you but like still like that's still badass dude uh, yeah, I, I think it was I had a low self-esteem kind of as a child. Like my lo- my self-esteem was super kind of like because I had like kind of a strange sort of a traumatic childhood, right? So oh, okay, um, I think like a lot of times, and I mean, I use I see this in skateboarding, and I see it in anything that can be kind of like self-destructive in some way to the point where it's like you practice so much it becomes unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is, yeah. Like, people people who don't have like like loving relationships or like nurturing relationships like their parents, like their home life and things. They like strive for external validation in like other ways. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. So, I was like hitting up like Black Dahlia Murder and shit. And, like, you know, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just like you know, the more people who were like, "Oh, you're a sick drummer," the more kind of like encouraged me to try to be like a sick drummer. You know? Yeah, that's cool. But, I don't know. I also have this philosophy of like, it's like there's this. It's like not like. It's like not like okay so there's like several different factors of like someone being like decent at something right yeah yeah it's like there's some people have like a natural like ability some like some things just come natural yeah other people other people just like work really hard yeah yeah and i i always thought you know like even if i'm like not decent at something maybe maybe i have the um the privilege or something of time so i can like try to outwork everybody else you know what i mean oh yeah that, yeah definitely so I, i've i've watched a lot of interviews with like olympic athletes and things too and they're like yeah i'm not like naturally talented i just like put in like so many hours that just how can you not be decent at something like you spend so <laughs> yeah, much time so <laughs> doing like one thing you know <laughs> dude i love that that's so true because like yeah like there's some people like i and those those people are the the ones that i i like respect even more dude because like you like first of all you you might have like sat down or done anything be like oh dude i suck but it's like but i want to be good so i'm gonna force myself to do this and like that that, that's so like oh what's the word like not is regal uh like so like i don't know like uh honorable like to know that like you push yourself to get to the level of like being good and to be good in your own eyes is like the hardest thing on the planet so if you can actually say like yeah i'm actually good at like guitar drums bass running the cycling whatever the fuck like it's that's like the most rewarding feeling to know that you felt that and if someone else is also saying that to you no matter what you're gonna be like damn maybe i am pretty good For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing about the running and the cycling thing is like sometimes you're competing with people who are like on drugs, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, how do you, (laughs) it's like you have, you have no choice but to be good in your own eyes because it's like, you don't know if somebody else is like taking something or. Yeah. Wow. Whereas like with with music, music, it's kind of like you don't necessarily have to worry as much about like performance enhancing substances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I don't know, that's like the benefit of like the art, the artist. Lifestyle, yeah. I guess. Dude, I, I, I've never thought about that. Like that, that, that's very true. Like because, like athletes, like yeah, you can definitely take like like some form of steroids or something to like up your level of play. But like, I guess you could basically like. 
do speed to do faster blast speeds. I don't know, but like like something like to like amp you. But like it, it, at some point, like yeah, that that's strange, dude. I've never thought about it that way. That's really cool. Yeah, I would say with music, I guess uh, caffeine would be a big one. Like yeah, that's you know true. like being in the studio all day just drinking like coffee or like I have seen drummers like rely on caffeine for speed. Oh, I know really? a few people. Yeah, like it, it, it helps. Like, wow. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Like, I, but it makes sense. Like, like whenever I've played, I'm I just get so amped that I'm already like like playing the set faster than normal just because it's just like fuck. I'm so this is sick. I'm playing live. Like, but like like to play on like man to be like you like yeah. I I definitely understand how caffeine could definitely push your body to extremer limits for sure. For sure, yeah, and it. I actually realized a lot because I started hanging out with like Hare Krishnas and stuff, and like like a bunch of like monks and things. Oh, okay. And they're like a lot of them don't eat chocolate, like they don't drink coffee and they don't eat chocolate. Yeah. Um, and I kind of started experimenting with like why and kind of like really digging deeper, you know, because there's like the there's the there's the negative, you know, aspects of like you know the the in, the cocoa industry and all these things, you know, yeah, like yeah. with like slavery and deforestation and all that stuff um also like for personal health reasons and things it's kind of like i don't know i started <laughs> i started trying to run on chocolate like a like last summer yeah and uh and <laughs> in, in, in the in the one i did like a one month experiment and i actually like bro- i broke my ribs and i like broke my ankle that same month holy fuck seriously <laughs> yeah what because i was i was too too amped on the chocolate man <laughs> <laughs> dude what that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah and i like never get injured like ever like i'm like always like on top of my shit but also this is the thing is like caffeine also um not good for your bones like it gives you like softer like it fucks with your bone density oh what really i didn't know that wow yeah yeah weird oh wow weird stuff. yeah that that's very weird i i never knew that like i have i haven't had caffeine in like probably over a year at this point or something like that like but like nice. that's awesome yeah like because like i had some like weird like bad anxiety and all this stuff and i was just like yo i'm gonna cut out something that's gonna like make my heart rate accelerate and all this other stuff and like and like because i used to just drink it before work and all this stuff and i was just like and I didn't need it. I just like the, I like, like I drank decaf coffee, if anything. And I know it has trace amounts of caffeine, but like, totally, yeah. but like, I like, I like, like, like my dad said it the best is like, I love the romance of drinking like a cup of coffee. It just, it's just something like I like, relaxing about it. And also as a kid, I always saw my grandparents drinking and I always thought it was the coolest shit ever, like smelling the coffee and like seeing you like make it and all that. I just thought it was such a cool, like motion like so yeah it it doesn't have a great smell it smells smells awesome yes it's ridiculous and it tastes like crap unless you put something in it but like 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 for the most part (laughs) but uh but yeah like uh yeah then i i I just cut it out basically and i was just like oh dude i can still wake up perfectly fine like everything's fine i'm not groggy i just like it's just some like like I guess like construct that I put in my head, like, yo, I need to drink this so I can like wake up and be on with the day. It's like, no dude, like just wake up and be on with your day. Like that's it. Totally. Yeah. 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 It, it, it almost saves you time. Cause it cuts out the ritual. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it's nice to have rituals and stuff, but like, 
don't know. There's this thing of like just getting up and going for it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Dude, yes, exactly, dude. Like, and like that, that, that perfectly, like, because I've seen like, like you're, you're a, a cyclist, I guess that's the correct terminology. Uh, yeah. uh, but like, what made you dive into that? Because like, like I started like riding just like I have, I've had this bike for like literally since I was like 12. It's, it's, it's like small, but it's like, it's still okay for me as an adult. But like, I love riding a bike in like, and it's it's just so like freeing and like I've seen you do like crazy amounts of miles and I remember I did one <laughs> uh, eleven mile one and I was like dude I'm proud of myself this is crazy and like and then I saw yours and it's like oh yeah I I, I rode my bike for four days straight no I'm just kidding but like it was just like <laughs> it, it like you've like you've done crazy amounts of stuff like what got you into that yeah so this is like I know a lot of my answers are kind of like long winded but yeah, perfect keep I love it dude it's awesome. Okay. 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 So like, okay. So this is like the interesting thing is like, when I got into drumming. I was pushing myself physically really hard playing like punk metal, hardcore. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I realized that I had like, this like all carries over into the cycling thing. I realized I had like this like really bad acid reflux from growing up eating like super high, like meat and dairy stuff. Right. Oh, okay. So I, I, I cut out, I cut out all, all, I went like full vegan. Cause you know, I was like an AFI and stuff. So like Davey Havoc from like AFI would always talk about like the benefits of like, you know, like, like I was into the locust and stuff. So oh, okay, yeah. and Justin Pearson used to talk, you know, Justin used to talk about like veganism a lot. So like, I was like, okay, I, I'll cut out all this stuff. And then my acid reflux went away. Right. Oh, wow. And yeah. Cause I was like playing Dillinger and I was like puking on my drums. Cause I was just like, <laughs> 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 you know it's like i gotta figure this out because it's like my th- my throat was burning so bad that it was like i i had no choice but to figure it if i if i wanted to keep playing i had to figure it out you know damn um so like prior i didn't really have like any sort of you know i was kind of like against the jock mentality thing in high school like yeah yeah like i thought cross i thought cross cross country running was cool but like i didn't want to get into it because like I didn't, you know, I, I played ice hockey and like lacrosse growing up and stuff, but like, I didn't want to, the football thing was a bit much. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I, I had this like, go, oh, if I do this, it makes me like them. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. I don't want to be like them. You yeah, know what no, I mean? Totally. Seriously. 100%. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So then, cause you know, my dad like played like semi pro ball and stuff and he, you know, we have like a strange relationship and I was like, I don't want to be like my dad, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then I graduated from high school. And I wasn't around all like the sort of like, you know, the, like the jock mentality or like the, the, the Chad Brad, like kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not hating, just saying, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then I actually got into running because I, you know, you, you, you grow a certain level of confidence where you realize it's like to do something somebody else does doesn't necessarily make you like them because there's attributes of their personality that have nothing to do with like playing football. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, it's all about this, like, this constant, or I would say consistent, almost like struggle. It's like, like self-induced suffering. Okay. Um, Cause you know, like living in like that, what, what, what is considered to be like the first world or something. We have like the privilege of self-induced suffering. Yes. Yeah. Whereas oh, yeah. like for all these other cultures around the world, like it's totally like, they have no choice. They just like existence is pain like existence is suffering right yeah yeah oh definitely Um, yeah so i think it was getting into endurance sports like the ultra endurance thing it was actually drumming was like 
like a massive catalyst for all of that, you know, like that, like searching for that. Cause what I was searching for in drums was always the endurance thing. It was never musical. Like the first, like first, like probably 20 years I played drums really had nothing to do with like music. Oh, that makes wow. sense. Wow. Yeah, weird. It was really like a coping mechanism. It was like more like an outlet, I'd say. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And then once I got into cycling and running, then I was able to approach the drum set more musically. And I was I was able to not use it as like a piece of like exercise equipment. I was able to use it as like the instrument it is like meant to be. It's like more of like an artistic form of like expression. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no it, it really does because like, like you said, as a coping mechanism, like you were doing it because like it was like at that point, it was like it was like a form of like exercise. And now you've like transferred your exercise to running and cycling. And then you can now approach this as like a, a fun thing, not as like, quote unquote, a job, like even though it wasn't a job, but it was it like and I don't know if I'm just t talking out my ass, but that's exactly how I like how I took it. Yeah, for sure. It was almost like a task. And at yes. some point it became actually like the drum set and like punk music at some point became activism like it became more like wanting to um wanting to spread certain I like certain ideology mm -hmm. so it's like, like if i can be a decent drummer and i can like promote like you know like different values through the drum set and like get attention through the drum set, but the attention is actually just to promote these values. Like I was really into that for a while too. Okay. Um, now, I, now I realize I can just do that. Through, <laughs> I can just do that through running and cycling and music can kind of be like its own separate, like, uh, you know, like it's like a lot of drummers are like painters. I don't know if you, I don't know if that's something that you've noticed, but. Dude, no, I didn't know. No, but I mean, that makes sense. Like, like, like sporadic, like craziness, like could totally translate. Like, and like, no, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It seems to be a common theme. Like, I don't know. I've, uh, I've heard it defined as like drumming is kind of more about like what it, what it isn't than what it actually is. Right. Because it's like, it's almost that extension of like what is percussive. Like, oh, okay. Everything is percussive. Like the like found objects, you know, it's like if you were to like fill your bathtub up and just throw a bunch of percussion in your bathtub and just like, like, you know, like, have you seen it like floating on the water before where you like, hit stuff and it's like, it like has really nice modulation because it's like halfway full with like water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, or it's like even just toads in nature, like making like toad noises. It's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that might be like, I think drummers might just be a different, a different breed of like, what are we? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a different <laughs> breed of like... <laughs> No, yeah, because yeah. It, 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 to me, it goes back to like you said that like skater thing, like that that perception of the, the world. Like you're gonna, you're like everyone sees a handrail. Like every, that that the the skaters gonna be like, yo, I could like board slide that and like 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 kickflip out of it or whatever the fuck. Like some some sort of trick, and like everyone's gonna be like, yeah, that's just a like a handrail. Or it's like, yo, there's like a sweet hubba I could go like down like off of. And it's like, dude, wait, wait, hold on, like. That's just like a ledge, dude. Like, yeah. So like, like yeah. everyone perceives it. Yeah. I So yeah, I totally know what you mean. And like, I've always liked to try and paint. I just, I just can't like, I like, because like I recently just saw your like stuff. And the one I, I like really liked was that one that like, it's called MMERV1. Like that thing's 
Mm. beautiful dude i love that thing that looks so cool thank you so much yeah yeah i uh i think fifth grade was a big thing like i had this art teacher named like mr diamond in elementary school and like he would just like hang out back with the uh with a with a custodian or something they would just like smoke cigarettes together yeah <laughs> uh mr diamond i don't know he mr diamond was an interesting character but uh I feel like like very fortunate to have gone to an elementary school that was like really promoted like the arts. And, uh, That's cool. I don't really feel like I can paint either, but like, I, I still I don't know. I like it's like fun, you know. It's like yeah, just do it anyway. Do it do it anyway, you know. Dude, yeah, no, that's that's what I've always done. Is like, like I have I I have a son and we we've painted before together, and it's I I just wanted to do it because I like the like the motion of it. I it's just fun. Like I don't like most of the stuff I do. It's just it turns out to be like basically just turns into like a brown or black blob at that at the end. But like it's still like to get to that point was still like such a like immersive like thing that I I was doing for a good like it doesn't matter like ten to minutes to an hour. Like it's still like yeah I totally know what you mean. That's it's it's just fun to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever get into spin art? Do you know spin art? Is that where you like literally like put it like basically uh, for lack of a better term like a like a turntable and then like you like drop yeah. uh, paint onto it? <laughs> so sick. Yeah, it's dope, dude. I I would love to like actually like experiment with that. That 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 it, dude. Yes, I totally agree. It's so sick. Yeah, and kids love that stuff too. That's like I, I don't know. When I was a kid, I loved that stuff. I don't know, dude. I'm. I'm going to do that. I, I, I'll I just get like a drill and just like put it through like a piece of wood and then just throw some paper in <laughs> like that. That'll dude. Damn. I forgot about that. That's sick. Yeah. Or if you have, if you have like an old turntable, you don't care about, you could just maybe use like old turntables. Oh, damn. Ew. Yeah. I definitely. Thank you. That's perfect. I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> that's cool. Right? Yeah. That's sick. Dude. Oh dude. I'm stoked. I'm totally going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, let me know how it goes. If you, if you if you do it, post some photos or some video or something. Oh, dude, I'm totally good. Dude, yes. Oh, oh, I'm so stoked, dude. That's so awesome. Like, that'll be so fun. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. What what have you been up to? Um, not much, dude. Just like hanging out. Like, uh, like I basically at this point I'm just like my son's like like full time like teacher just because like the distance learning and everything and and yeah. I, I i love doing it it's like it's it's crazy because like i have been it's it's crazy because like i had respect for teachers but now i have so much more respect because it's like damn like you have to go through this with like 30 other kids and damn dude like that that's mind blowing and like it's it's sick and like but like yeah I, I love doing it i feel like it's like rewarding and like i hope it's helping and everything but like other than that just like basically hanging out at home like doing as much as i can and like and honestly this like this podcast has been such a huge thing for me it just it like like not as in like monetary or anything it's just i love this like like i said like i've been wanting to talk to you for forever and knowing that i'm actually able to and people are able to hear the conversation i it, to me is so sick and and like it's it literally it's opened the door for me to talk to you like like i i probably could have been like yo let's just like talk for no reason but like this has opened it up for me to like talk to you and that that's so dope to me 
yeah, yeah. It's cool. You know, it's I, I that's awesome. And I you know, it's nice that I did all these other podcasts prior because it's kind of like I was able to brush up on like like I'm like naturally like a very sort of like anxious person or something. Mm-hmm. So actually like doing all these podcasts prior was like it actually was able to facilitate like the dialogue in terms of like being chill and just kind of hanging out and just talking to you, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, it feels this, this conversation feels very like nice and flowing and very like easy, you know? Yeah, dude. No, that, that, that dude. Yes. Like that's so that's, I love hearing that because like that to me is like perfect. And like, that's what I want it to be. Like, like I've always heard on like other pod- podcasts, it's like, yeah, like I want to, I want you to be like a person listening, like fly on the wall. And I just want it to be a conversation for like the, the two people talking. And that's exactly what I want. Like, yeah, I want to know about like your, like the, the stuff that you've done, but like when you dive deeper into other things, that's why when you said like all of these answers are long winded, I was like, dude, thank you. Like, I love that. Like, I love the, the conversation (laughs) of it. Like it's, it's cool to get to know someone that I don't know at all. And like, so like, yeah, I, I, I love, I, I just love the, the, like the community of it, which it's only like two people at this point, but like, it's still sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm always down like to do like, you know, part two or whatever, but like, and if you want to continue too, I'm still free like tonight. So like, however long you want to go for, I'm into it, you know? Oh dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like, dude, fuck yeah, dude. That's so sick. Like, that, <laughs> dude, it, like, okay, well then, um, yeah, like I'm st- like, what was I going to say? The, uh, uh, Oh yeah, so I see like like it's I saw that like you're an ambassador for Hill Killer Apparel. How did that come about? Yeah, so that's another long story actually. So like there's yes. this guy that was in this like <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was in this band called Thin Dark Line and they were kind of like I don't I don't know how to uh, they were kind of I don't know. It's hard to put them into words. Almost like They were they were a great band. They had their own thing going on, really. It's like brand new meets taking back sunday vibes but like oh cool or like or like rocky though like yeah they were like just like a rock band but like like an emotional rock band you know okay yeah definitely something that we that that we today might consider almost like you know we might consider it like almost like post like post hardcore i I kind of avoid trying to use those terms but of course yeah trust me i know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) um so the vocalist on myspace posted this thing of like talking about like oreo cookies were like vegan right and i was like yeah and that's kind of what what turned me on to like also like the vegan aspect like from a very early age was like oh cool um yeah and he actually still to this day so he runs that company hill killer actually like he um like, a, like the co-creator oh wow um, of the of the brand yeah and their thing is um he was in that band with his brother and now now they started this company and um their thing is like cycling apparel for like tall people oh okay um, there's a lot of jerseys like a lot of cycling jerseys have a tendency to be like very short oh um, okay yeah so they do like a longer torso they just add on like an inch or two i think for like tall sizes oh that's cool uh, it's pretty cool stuff. And since I'm kind of tall, it's like, it kind of works out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they were, they're actually one of the first cycling companies to put out like, well, like vegan cyclist movement was like very, like it was like, getting huge in like Thailand and getting huge on like YouTube, but like Hill Killer, like kind of were able to like kind of see the trajectory of that whole movement. And they were like one of the first brands to put out like a vegan themed Jersey. Oh, what? Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Cool stuff. Yeah, they put out like a thermal, like so, like a nice long sleeve with like some like f- like a fleece liner on the inside, which is really nice. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I, they, we had the connection from back in the day playing music together, like playing those like church basement shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so they, yeah, they asked me to just like be part of the team and stuff. And, um, yeah, so it's been good. Dude, that, that's awesome. And like, so, okay. Like, I'm glad you brought that, like, like about, like, it was like the apparel, but like, so I've all, again, I've always seen cyclists wearing that stuff. Like, what does it actually do? Is it kind of like, like in a way, like a wetsuit for like when you go swimming, like it like insulates you or something like that? Like what, what's the, the positives to wearing those types of that, that, that cycling, cycling uniform, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say like, so like super lightweight, aerodynamic, moisture wicking, like sun protective. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like. Let's say that's, I mean, depending, depending on like the article of clothing, I mean, like, like ideally, so what I'm getting into more is like the bike packing kind of thing. So that's like, it's like unsupported races um, where people are just like staying awake for like four days straight, just riding through like the mountains and stuff. And, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> so for that, you'd use something like a super packable, like insulated jacket as like an outer, maybe like some sort of like Gore-Tex like shell, like rain over that. Mm-hmm. And then you would use some kind of like thermal cycling jersey underneath all of that. So like almost like a three layer, like onion sort of like, um, like layering system. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a whole different beast. So that, it's funny now because all these cycling apparel companies are putting out like, like puffer style jackets and stuff. And it's like, I could, and, and people are using like fatter tire bikes where it's like back in the day, you would like never see that. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It was like so taboo to use a bike with like anything over like a, uh, 32 oh wow um, yeah <laughs> damn dude that that's cool man like like see like just hearing like anything about cycling i like i don't know like like i said i, I started riding my like old bmx bike and it was just fun and like like i said i've always seen you do it and i was like dude it just looks like intense and cool and i i like the i, I just like the idea of it like and to know that like you're like a part uh, yeah. of that is badass dude yeah. And actually, so I wanted, I actually thought, I thought to mention this earlier, actually, you know, I, I don't know. Do you know who Lucas Brunel is? No. Who's, who's that? So Lucas Brunel is this dude. He, he put out this film called line of sight. It's like an alley cat oriented, um, bike messenger oriented, like film. Okay. Uh, he used to use, he used to basically, he built this helmet where he just strapped these like film cameras to like both sides of his head so one facing forward and one facing backwards okay this was like it was almost like pre like gopro era this was like diy gopro status oh wow yeah so he he was like he's like pretty hardcore like pretty um like risk oriented like you know new york city like like fat like you know like running red lights and shit you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, that's how i got into cycling honestly like that's like one of the i mean besides just like through drumming yeah um like seeing that stuff like i mean now this guy's putting out videos where he's like what do they call it like sketching so it's like you're holding on like to the wheel well of a car like on the highway yeah yeah he'll do this like through snow and stuff at like 60 miles an hour what oh my god (laughs) yeah so he's like taking it to like a whole nother level so it's like in the early days, like watching some of that stuff is like, it's like looked so badass and so hardcore. And it like, that's, that's what got me really, I don't know. I really attracted to like the cycling sort of like as a lifestyle almost, you know? 
dude, I'm I'm totally gonna. Is, is there is like where can I watch it, or do you have to like buy a DVD or or like wh- where can I find I that? Think- I think you can find it for free on YouTube. Probably it's, I think it's still up there. Oh, badass dude. I'm totally going to like that. Like, I, I love that idea. And like, so is it basically just like his experiences of, of, of writing and seeing how, what goes through what he goes through or like, is there like a storyline or something like that? Totally. Yeah. Um, so he, I think line of sight was actually almost, I think he collected footage from like 10 years and then he spliced it all together after wow. those like 10 years or something. So it's like a lot of footage. Like, um, I don't think the film's very long. I think it's actually kind of short relative to the, to the amount of footage collected. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of, some of it's like a little bit cheesy. Like, I think he's in like, I think there's a scene. I, it's been a minute since I saw it, but I, there's a scene of him in like Mexico or something with like with like fake guns or something, <laughs> like <laughs> fake machine, like fake machine guns, and he's just like chasing this guy, just like shooting blanks or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah it's like pretty silly and like there's all these like there's all these kids just like laughing and just like having a good time and it's like i don't know it's 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 cool stuff i mean he has a youtube channel now if you want to check it out it's like it's i don't know it's it's nice it's almost kind of like you know if you grow up without a father figure sometime it's like having having a guy like that around is like kind of cool you know dude that's awesome I, i like that idea like and like, especially like you throwing that in there, like, I feel like if anyone listens like to this, like, and they, they, they don't have like that said father figure, like that could really project them that I like, dude, fuck yes. That's so cool, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh. It's uh, good stuff. Yeah. And that's another person I actually, like, we actually can't, I guess, became friends sort of through like social media and oh, what? it was like like reposting a lot of his work and like supporting a lot of his, a lot of his stuff. And he's just like, if you want to, yeah, I think he lives in Miami now. He's like, if you want to come out to Miami and ride, we can like ride or something. That's like, damn, what? that's like, I was watching your videos when I was like 16 and now I'm like 31 or something. Like, we like, you know what I mean? Dude, that's, that's all. Oh, that's weird, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's, this is pretty silly. Yeah. That's so sick, dude. Oh man. Like, <laughs> Oh dude, I'm, that makes me so stoked because that's such like a oh dude that oh man i didn't know what to say that's so cool <laughs> damn it's like it's like sometimes they say like never meet your heroes you know because if you have any sort of like expectation like you you know you're always going to be let down but it's like there's some people i feel like you like won't let you down and i feel like like lucas is like probably one of those people you know that's cool dude yes i've always heard that and like I've always like, it's sometimes the point where it's like, yeah, I don't want to meet anyone that I've like, like looked up to because it's like, damn, like this is going to suck if like they suck. Like, and like, dude, that fuck, that's so cool. (laughs) And then, you know, who's actually also like a really nice guy is, um, Ryan Parrish, the old drummer for darkest hour. Oh, really? That dude was like really, really awesome drummer and just like really sweet guy. Dude, dude. That's so cool. Dude, it, it like what's cool is that like I've talked to like like see like I I should just hit that guy up because that that, that sounds awesome. Like just to know like I just like cool conversations with people. Like 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 I started this to like talk to like my friends and find out who they really are because like as you know when you go to a show like or play to show or whatever like you would go there and see like basically your friends and be like, "Hey, what's up? Not much. How's whatever?" And then that's all you do. And like what I wanted to start the podcast for was for like me to like get to know my friends for the first time. Like, and I, I love that idea. And like, like 
getting to, and then finding out like I can talk to other people like you and like I dude I was able I actually had Justin Pearson on which blew my mind and uh, oh wow yeah dude it was super sick and then I <laughs> I talked to the the drummer of the band the Heartland and he was such a super fucking cool dude and like wow I dude I've talked to so many so many cool people that I never would have thought I've talked to like you and Jen like you 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 in my mind are like probably like a lot of people are gonna be like who is this guy like you don't know like like this is sick dude like like like, i so like this is this is huge to me and like again like how you were just saying like don't meet your heroes like nice to meet you man like you've always been (laughs) such an inspiration to me like drumming wise like knowing that your body can do what it can do and i've always been like fuck i need to be like him i damn it yeah that means a lot that means a whole lot to me (laughs) i really appreciate that it's like yeah, it's to think. I don't know. It's, to think that anyone could think that way is um, like about about anything that I've done is uh, that's that's been my one of my whole reasons. I mean, you know, I have so many different reasons, but one that's been consistent has been like to motivate and encourage and like inspire. You know, like future generations. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, yeah. Because I feel like so I feel like the closer we get to, to expressing ourselves authentically, mm-hmm. um, the farther we get from any source of like what I would what I would perceive as like I don't know I like I, I don't perceive money as like a bad thing necessarily, but I do feel like a lot of people's souls have been their soul potential has been sort of um, what's the right term for this possessed by material. Oh yeah, um, definitely yeah. Yeah, so like living in the matrix or whatever, it's kind of like if we're possessed by the matrix, it's kind of we lose ourselves. You know, we lose like the child self. We like we lose we lose what makes us who we are. Like what makes us us. Like our soul potential, our soul capacity, our capacity for like greatness. You know? Yeah, dude. I, I, one dude. Fuck yes, dude. Like I totally. I that. To, I totally agree. Like continue. So like, yeah. It, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You're good. So it's like the more time we spend, the more time we spend, you know, like I get that everybody has to work, but it's like the more time we spend, um, you know, it's currency, you know what I mean? Like currency. It's like we're sitting at a desk our entire lives. Like, you know, some people, some people consider that like, you know, basically sl- like slaving away for lack of better terms, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. um, time we have to put towards you know what what fills our soul you know with love and joy and peace and kindness and less authentic we you know be, we we almost become adjusted to like what is that what is that famous quote um it's no it's no sign of health to be well well adjusted to a profoundly sick society damn dude i've i've never heard that, that that's that i love that that sounds awesome yeah so it's like we kind of it's almost like our society kind of we, we, we like rate each other on how successful we can be. Our success is actually almost like sickness sometimes, if that makes sense. No, it, yeah, no, 100, dude, yes, exactly. Yeah, so like when I see someone like, you know, deer hoof or when I see someone like lightning bolt, it's kind of like there's like these adults who are like very playful and very like artistic still and very unique and authentically like who they are, you know? Yeah. And... I really like love that. You know, that's that's like if I could do anything, that's almost like the thing that I set out to do is just promote self-love and promote kindness to like all beings and I don't know. 
dude no like there's, there's nothing else you know <laughs> no that 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 it's perfect dude i i love that dude because it's oh, dude i i I, no, that's it. Like you said it literally perfectly. Like, like that's, I, I totally believe in that. That, that is such like a, like a, a beautiful, like beautifully eloquent way to say that. Like it was, dude, you're cool. This is sick. Like that was, that was dope. <laughs> that, like it was just like, you said it like that's, I hope people, people hear that and they're like, damn, yes. Like that's exactly what I need. Like that sounded, that was, uh, dude, I'm, that's sick. <laughs> I, I, I hope so. You know, I hope so. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's what I feel like is like, like truly productive and truly progressive is like celebrating what we have in common rather than like, rather than like focusing our, on our differences. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, dude. Like you, that's what it should be. You should, you should be like wanting like, and also like progressing each other, not to like be better, not to one up, not to do anything. Like you should be there for everyone. Like, it should just be, it, yeah. I wish it was just, I wish that was just the natural being of life basically is like, like why, why not? Why, why not do this for the betterment of man? Like, or whatever, like it's, you, you don't need to be better than me. I don't need to be better than you. We just need to be, be, that's it. Like, like, for sure. yeah, for sure. exactly, dude. That, that's, that's, yep. That's sick. <laughs> And it gets it gets it gets really complicated and really convoluted, I suppose, when we live in like a. And I'm not I'm not advocating for like capitalism or anything like this, but it's kind of like when we live in a society where people have to compete yeah. to like survive because they're like com- competing for like a position or something. Yep. That's like more of an individualistic society than like a um, than like a community based sort of collectivist sort of culture. If that makes sense. No, yeah, it does, dude. One, yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Like. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like with this, like this whole like pandemic thing. Like, it's like it, everything. I wish, I wish everything could have closed down for as long as it should have. And but like everything had to open back up because of like, like the the what was it? Like, it's not about community. It's about oh man, what was it? Some other c word. I can't remember. It was like about. <laughs> I it was it was it was fucking perfect when I heard it. It was like yeah, it's all about the the economy, not the community, and that that's what it was. And I was like, dude, yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, I understand. Like if everything, like literally, I, I it's impossible. But if everything could go on pause and you could just stay home and stay away and just let this thing disappear, like. Dude, it could have it could have been done, but I I understand people have businesses and all this stuff, but that goes back to like the competing thing. Like you need to like you need to be on top, and if you're not, you're on the bottom, and that's what fucking sucks about like everything going on. And like you shouldn't have to. Everyone should just be. It, it, I I wish we could live on a barter system. That would just be so perfect. Besides yeah, yeah. the barter system of money, like that's the worst part. Is that like were were it's so funny i remember taking out like a like like a 20 dollar bill and being like dude this runs my life dude like this is weird like this fucking piece of paper that's someone deemed special and now i can buy something with it it's just, it's mind-blowing dude yeah have you ever thought about have you ever thought about this check this out as like and i'm sure i'm sure you probably probably have but it's like we didn't necessarily ask to be to be here, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have like could have maybe like manifested our existence in like a past life if you like believe past lives and things. But uh-huh. like, 
it's basically like we were this, we were like kind of born without consent and then we're born into a society where we actually have to pay to take up space like yeah if you want to like live if you want to live somewhere you have to like pay to exist there like like rent or whatever yeah it's, it's like it's a strange concept you know yeah dude uh, whoa i've never fuck thank you like i've literally never thought about that that's weird like i've damn dude that's cool i like that a lot that's because <laughs> dude and and okay this is like is like a sub thing of that but like like when you say like you have to pay like you buy your house or buy your what like you know let's say you buy your house like my my dad owns his house and he like it's funny because you can't build whatever you want on it i know this is like not like the same level of what we were just talking about but like it's 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 sad that like like you said, we have to buy this to live here. And then, yeah, yeah. and then when you live there, you can't do anything you want. Like, of course, of like, of course, like negating like murder and all that bullshit, like the, ne- the negative yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, you can't like build whatever you want. You have to get like permits and all this bullshit. It's like, dude, if I own this land that you forced me to buy to live in this place, like, like, why can't I do what I want? Like, this is, this is exactly. That's one thing that has never made sense to me. It's like, why do I need to ask you for permission? I understand if I were to build like a fucking skyscraper in my backyard, that's like, (laughs) that's stupid as fuck. But like, if I want to build like a little studio or something, it's like, why can't I do that without someone telling me no? Unless it's like, yeah, it's just fucking mind blowing, dude. It like, so yeah, you saying that, (laughs) Damn, I like yeah, yeah. that so much, dude. That's weird. Interesting, right? It's super interesting because like I've literally never thought about like you have to pay to be here. It's like but like you said, we we weren't like we weren't asked like, "Yo, do you want to live? Like, do you want to be here right now?" It's like, "No, you were willed into existence apparently and you you yeah. have no say." Damn. Fuck, dude. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh. I mean, I'm grateful to be here, but it's just kind of like, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, yo, same here. Same 100%, dude. Like, I'm I'm stoked to be alive and doing what I'm doing, but it's like, I've never thought about it that way. That is, that's sick, dude. I'm, I'm super stoked on that. That's so cool. I've kind of been digging into like, I don't know, there's like this philosopher named like Schleboy Zizek. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been digging into his work and it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's like hard to focus on his lectures because he has like a lot of like, um, like, I think he's pretty heavy into cocaine. So he's like always playing with his nose and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so it's kind of, it's, you got to kind of focus on what he's saying because his accent is also like very thick. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. A lot of his lectures like surround the idea of like sort of cultural abuse and how, you know, like all these cultures are um, our perception of self, our perception of like what society should be like and like morality and all of these things, how they're so like, be, be perceived as so like relative and i don't know like i'm really into that sort of like watching those sort of lectures and things dude like i've it's it's funny like i i love hearing about all this like literally like talking to you and like 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 i love these like deep conversations like of or even just like expressing like one's like like outlook or whatever i love that it's it's so cool because like it opens my eyes to a lot of different things and like I've never really sat down to like really listen to a lecture like that just because like I've never like for like I've never thought of it as being interesting even though it is interesting like you saying that like yo you pay attention you find out all this stuff it's like damn why the fuck didn't I do that earlier and so 
I like I now 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 I like now I'm like pissed off <laughs> because now I want to sit down and listen to that. So yeah, dude, like anything like that, like like I would I I need I'm gonna try and figure like make myself sit through it and I I feel like my eyes will open and I'll be like, damn, this is sick. Like I love learning about this stuff. So dude, again, thank you. That's so dope. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. You know what else is fun? I'll throw this one in there really quick too. I like, like watching interviews with people. I like already feel like I don't like, yeah. like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like if I have like some sort of like bias or something, you know? Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, like, so I'm not like the hugest, like Lady Gaga fan. So I'll watch like Lady Gaga interviews to like be more educated about like why I like, it'll give me more ammunition yeah. to kind of like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's awesome i like that that's really good dude i like that yeah you know i, I want to be peaceful and everything but it's like you know there's there's some stuff that's kind of like you know it's like oh, you know crosses the line sometimes yeah exactly dude exactly yeah dude like the, the meat dress thing i don't know is it really necessary i don't you know dude, like, no 100 like when i saw that i was like but why like first of all like that that level of like fashion is always blown my mind it's like why like you could look nice in like a regular dress or like a pants and a shirt or like a tux or whatever the fuck but like when you go all out to do something like edgy and out there it's like okay i get it like you're you're doing the shock factor shit but it's like why like do you like what is that really doing for you or like is it is it personally doing something for you if it is okay but like for the most part you're doing it because your publicist said like yo if you wear this you people are going to fuck with you it's like dude like yeah, yeah. i just don't like that idea it's i've uh, whenever i've seen any like red carpet stuff and it's just like beyond wild i'm like i hope they're doing it for themselves and not just because like it's to make people like be like okay well, i'm going to dive deep into them because they seem weird or something like that for sure, yeah, and the the irony is the fact that it's probably been like I don't know, like ten years, and like I just brought it up, right? But right, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I'm gonna go buy my own meat dress, dude. Like, see, like it's 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 just a, it's, a, it's a black hole, dude. <laughs> You'd probably have to spray it down with something to like preserve it to keep it from like to keep to keep like wild animals from like attacking you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Oh, wow dude oh, Actually, like, can you imagine like, wearing something like that in alaska or, you know it's like you, you... <laughs> dude I, like first of all the insulation is probably terrible and then like and then secondly you're just oh, going to be attacked by bears constantly like, like sure. you're going to be in like a nice like building and it's going to still bust through the wall like the kool-aid man and it's going to eat you dude <laughs> <laughs> Damn. yeah it's, it's like people people will go through great i mean back in the day to have like a fur jacket you they had like special refrigeration units like storage systems that like like people would take their fur jackets to be like refrigerated in the summer so they didn't like smell up your house what you know? really yeah there's like because we didn't have this like toxic soup of chemicals to keep stuff from like decomposing like like leather is kind of covered in like chemicals to keep it like you know to keep it intact oh wow Back in the day, yeah, in the summer, they would start smelling up your entire house and you'd have to go, like, take them to, like, a refrigeration unit. And, yeah, it's, like... And they started using, like, formaldehyde and, like, all this, like, weird stuff. To, yeah, it's, like... That's weird. Fashion industry a strange, strange beast. Yes, dude. That That's very weird. Damn. I've never... Dude, that's... 
like to to me it's like do you really need that fur coat that bad to get it refrigerated <laughs> like 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 imagine like saying yeah i'm gonna go to the refrigeration to like pick up my coat for the winter like that's fucking weird dude yeah, it's like a massive inconvenience. You know? yeah, yeah, dude. It's like I can wear this like jacket I bought from Target really quick, or I could go to this uh, like refrigerator and get my new my coat that I haven't seen for a year. Like totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people forgot that they even had them. You know, they probably just like left them and just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spend like a like a few thousand bucks. You know, it's like damn. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I, I think love that. Yeah, dude. Like. Uh, I don't know if it's like too cryptic, but you know, they would use, sometimes they'd use like, you know, I don't know, like 20, 30 mink per jacket or something like this, like, dude, you know, those things, expensive stuff. Yeah, dude. I was yeah. literally going to say the exact same thing. Like I was like, yo, mink jackets are like, those things are tiny. You would have to use like, tw- like you said, 20 or 30 just for a jacket. Like, why is that worth it? Like, yeah. I'm sorry that they're soft, but like, don't like don't do that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's like on the lower end of the spectrum to be honest like that's like like that'd probably be like a small jacket i mean like yeah. yeah yeah it's such a strange industry you know like we go to great lengths to like <laughs> i don't know i know this is getting very like vegan or something but it's like <laughs> I was, you know it's like we like eggs are an interesting example it's like they're so fragile mm-hmm. we've somehow managed to like put enough effort into finding a way to like ship them across the country without breaking them <laughs> Dude, where they could have like been putting that that effort into like anything else, like something that's like like cancer relief, like just say like something like that, like where it's like totally. what like hold on, so you put millions into making this stupid like this living thing to to get to your refrigerator instead of like saying like yo let's put these millions towards like maybe saving lives, not like dude that's oh man yeah. I, that's I've never thought about that dude. I thought about it when I met this, I met this girl I was considering dating a while back, like, and she had like this heart, she had a hard case that she would carry around in her purse. It was like a hard case for eggs. What? (laughs) What? Yeah. Like, like, you know, like a plastic, like an indestructible (laughs) plastic case. (laughs) She like, she would bring eggs with her like everywhere. That's strange. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Dude, dude, once I see the egg case come out, I'm done, dude. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude yeah if, if, if the girl that you want to date doesn't have an egg case you're marrying her dude that's perfect <laughs> you know yeah, it's 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 a matter of time i suppose <laughs> oh man that that's so good dude oh my god maybe i'm outspoken enough that you know i don't know no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, I don't know if I attract more if I attract more hate or if I attract more love. I'm not sure, but dude, either way, it's good, dude. <laughs> like that, that's so good, <laughs> dude. Okay, so okay, so I have two more questions for you. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, so uh, so are you currently actually in a band right now or anything? Uh technically, yeah, still like lay rhinoceros. Um, Okay. That's that group. Yeah, that group signed to like John Zorn's label, the Zotic label. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah, and we actually, uh, so rest in peace, Junk and Nabai, but Junk and Nabai and the Boo Boo Gang, um, we were kind of like his sort of like ha- like house band vibes. It was like, uh, oh, wow. If you ha- yeah, so Talking Heads, you know the Talking Heads, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, Lockabob Records. Um, Jonka was signed to that label, and Larry Nosseris was like like doing a lot with. If you ever get a chance, check out uh, Jonka, like J A N K A, um, and it's you know space N A B A Y. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Jonka Nabai. He's he was awesome. Like his his music was so sick. Um, yeah. So. Lay Rhinoceros. Um, right now, actually, Mikey, the bassist from Lay Rhinoceros, is doing a lot with um, African musicians. Oh, um, cool. I think he's actually in Africa right now, like working oh. with, with some people. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, that the African influence has been like massive, um, like a massive influence on like my, my playing personally. And our guitarist to meet is um he's from israel and so he's 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 an amazing guitarist he's like one of my favorite guitarists like heck yeah. in general yeah he's so good so i feel like super privileged and super honored to be a part of that project and um i think uh we're, we're gonna work on another record and probably do some touring at some point i'm just like not sure when you know yeah of course no definitely like that's because like because i, I get, like i've always seen you post about that but like i've I, I, I hated it because I never, I know, I, I, I mean, sorry, preface that. I meant I hated that I never looked it up. Like, like, damn. Oh, man. I just said I straight up hated it, but I didn't mean that. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I got you. Like, because, like, I've seen you post pictures, like, live shots of you guys, and I was like, oh, I, I need to look that up. And, of course, as soon as I turned off Instagram, like, I forgot. And so I looked it up today, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, to me, I, I thought it sounded like the Mars Volta without vocals. I was like, dude, this is perfect like i love oh, nice this. yeah dude i thought it was i like i love the mars volta so like because i i was gonna listen to it on spotify but it's not on there and i was like damn so i looked it up on youtube and i saw like a live set and i was like whoa dude this is stupidly cool like so <laughs> like because like i remember following you like after like lilu and i saw like me in this army and like i was like oh dude this is sweet like for like when i first saw i heard of it, it's me in this army right that that's what it was called yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when I first saw that, like, and I heard you playing on it, I was like, "There's no way, dude!" Because like, I you came from Lilu, and then it went to that. I was like, "Dude, there's what? Like, this is yeah, way yeah. different." And I, I loved it, dude. But uh, but yeah, I'm so glad I looked him up. Like, looked you guys up today, and uh, that blew my mind, man. I, 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 I'm definitely gonna check that out a lot more. Thanks so much. Yeah, and real quick, you know, me and this army, that was like, like. Those were t- the two other members were like people from my youth, essentially. And, you know, we grew up on like No Doubt and like 311. And, um, oh, okay. We all kind of had that in common. We were all three like really into the roots for a while. Mm. Um, Heck yeah. And me and this army had this these interesting sort of influences where we kind of, you know, like the, ni- the 90s hip hop thing and kind of like, but, but with like a touch of like No Doubt and some like, you know, Riot Girl vibes, but like, like indie pop vibes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that group actually started out, she was playing an acoustic guitar. You know, she plays guitar, like, upside down, right? What? Really? Like, yeah, like, all of her strings are reversed. So, like, oh, cool. she was playing... An, <laughs> yeah, she was playing an acoustic, like, that through a pedal board. Um, <laughs> Sick. Yeah, so that was kind of, like, like starting out that way. Like, I feel like made us, like, really unique and, like... I don't know, like, I really, like... Yeah, I love that band and, like, the people in that band and everything. And, um... The Lay Rhino thing, even if I wasn't in Lay Rhino, like, I would still love, like, I think the live show, I think some some of the recordings, like, the Lay Rhino recordings are really cool, and, like, I really, like, love them. Mm-hmm. I think seeing Lay Rhinoceros live is, like, a completely different experience. Oh, like, that's amazing. That's so cool. 
I almost, I almost feel like the recordings like don't do it justice. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. Damn. But it's almost like there's a lot of comedy. Like there's a lot of like it's like very circusy, but also kind of like a little bit jazzy and like kind of like avant-garde and like kind of like metal. Yeah. Um. Like the bassist, the bassist brother kind of described it as like world country from a or world music from a country that doesn't exist. <laughs> dude, that's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that that's a that's a great explanation of it. Actually, that's really sick. Like, damn, like <laughs> that's so sick, dude. Oh man, I like that. And I'll give you another like little 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 backdrop backstory kind of thing. Um, yeah. I actually ended up meeting meeting Lay Rhinoceros through a guitarist from Lilo Dallas at the time because like he was selling like pedals on the internet because like people were building like massive pedal boards and like I guess like early to like mid two thousands or something. Yeah, like like really you know like. I don't know, like the, the the circle of people I was involved with were just really into like pedals. Yeah. Um. So I ended up meeting Mikey from Lay Rhinoceros because he was like, "Do you know any drummers?" And like, um, like Justin, who was in Lilo Dallas at the time, was like, "Yeah, like I'm playing with this drummer that you might be in." So it's like I feel super super grateful, super privileged, and fortunate to um have met Mikey through someone just selling a pedal on the internet. <laughs> That's so weird, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. Dude, and like oh, it's like like little things like that is are just like what like what are the odds? Like like you found it and then like now like you're currently in that that's so that's badass, dude. That's so cool. And damn, like like and like also like the writing yeah. process the writing process for that band, like how does it work? Because like it I well granted it's probably like writing in any other band, but like it's that all that shit mixed in was just mind-blowing to me like what 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 makes you jump to like almost genre to genre basically like w- how do you do it like that, that, that's, yeah. that's sick yeah so all three of us actually grew up being really into john zorn like okay it's, it's funny because i mentioned like all this metal stuff and then i mentioned like you know like, i don't know, like tegan and sarah or, like bjork or something like cigarettes yeah. but then i also i also mentioned like john zorn you know yeah 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 um so I was watching this like New York city sort of like music scene from afar, just from like, you know, in my suburban youth or whatever, sitting at home on the computer on like, you know, when YouTube became like a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was digging into drummers like Chess Smith and I got into like, um, do you know the drummer from like Wilco? I don't know if you know, like, um, uh, like the I, guitarist from Wilco. I know the guitarist. Uh, like I've seen like a pedal video on him and he is ridiculous, dude. Yeah, like I got into guys like that, you know, and like yeah, that's <laughs> sick. I think Nels, that's like Nels Klein, maybe yes, right? It is. Yep, yep, that's him. Yeah, and so, um, and yeah, obviously like the Mars Volta and things, and so digging in, I guess digging into the songwriting process was like we would approach it from a very sort of avant-garde. Mikey, Mikey's a really great songwriter. He's like the bassist in Le Rano. Oh, okay, um, so he writes. He'll write on like write on like uh everything basically like anything from like a guitar to like a to like a bass to like write like midi he was like he was just doing midi stuff for a long time oh nice um yeah i mean there's probably a bunch of little secrets that like he probably like people probably wouldn't want me to give away but yeah, exactly like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll also have these like little sections where it's like um like free improv sections so oh cool 
we'll have cues, you know, we'll have cues in the song that we know, or like, and when you tour on that stuff, if you're playing it, like we've done some pretty extensive tourings, like, like, like there was this one year where we, we, we almost toured. It was like, we toured almost every single day out of the year. What? Seriously? Yeah. It was like really intense. Damn, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. That sounds insane. Yeah. It was cool. Um, when, when you're so in tune and you're so untouched like that, it's like, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if this is like taboo, but it's almost like you're, if you're sleeping with the same person uh-huh. for 10 years, you like develop this chemistry where you know this other person's like soul, you know, their body, you know, like every, like um, you feel like, you know, almost every aspect of their personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're so connected and everything is so deep. I feel like playing music with, with two other people, especially almost as like just like a three piece. Yeah. It's, it gets so intimate and it gets so, everything's like so enmeshed. So it becomes so tangible and it's almost like, you know what someone's going to play like before they even play it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, what? yes, dude, that's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, and like... That's when, like, I'm like, I can die happy. Like, if yeah. I like being able to, like, being able to experience what I've experienced, like, with Lay Rhinoceros, and like being able to like communicate with other musicians on like that level. Not e- I'm not even saying it's like a high level or anything like that. It's just like like our special own unique like level. Yeah, yeah. Like that to me is like, I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve in my life musically. Dude, like, that's cool. And so, but I think I might need to reinvigorate the ego so I can like start playing again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please, please, dude. That w- I w- dude, like I like, I I I want you to do so bad because like, dude, like I said, like because when uh, I don't know when I saw that you were like like basically like really like when I like found you on like Instagram and stuff, I was like, oh, dude, yes, I'm just I just hope he just keeps doing it because I've I've literally always loved like anything you've really done because like especially uh, especially d- diving the lay rhino like today like and hearing it's like dude why didn't i check this out earlier because like literally everything i've heard you do has been sick so like yes please keep playing <laughs> thank you so much did you did you check out that track um colton's pinky crusher do you hear that I- dude <laughs> that's a great <laughs> name i didn't holy shit that's a great name dude i'm uh, I, I think you'd really like that track okay dude i'm gonna write that down yeah, Colton's Pinky Crusher. I think it would speak to you. I think like, yeah, there's like sick melodies in there. There's like a lot of like strange, like really quiet percussion that like you kind of have to like listen for. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Okay, definitely, dude. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, fuck yes, dude. Okay, well, then like, the, like for like the reason I asked you, like if you were still in that band is like, I have this weird question that I ask anyone on here. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if... If Lay uh, Rhinos was a TV show, what sh- show would it be? Oh man! So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I immediately want to say just like Seinfeld. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So like I like I I barely watch TV. Like I like you know I haven't owned okay so I haven't owned a cell phone or a car in like ten years. Oh wow. Like I don't really watch. Yeah, I don't really watch TV. Okay. I actually live. I actually live in a location where it's extremely inconvenient for me to like not use these like things, right? Oh, what? Wow. 
I just got into a, I just got into Seinfeld recently and yeah. like the, the other members of Lay Rhino have been talking about Seinfeld for like forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like prior, I got it. I got kind of into like Kirby enthusiasm, like Larry David like yeah, yeah. stuff. And like, it's so good. Yeah, dude. It's great, dude. It's like, dude, it's perfect. I dude, that, that I, I totally agree. <laughs> it's like so i i wouldn't rather watch if i if i'm watching tv that's what i'm gonna watch like i don't want to watch anything else yeah <laughs> that's sick, it's, just, dude. it's so good <laughs> dude, that's so cool and like to know that like especially i feel like that's a great I mean, f- first of all like seinfeld was like a show of like a show about nothing it was just like things happening throughout the basic day and like it's kind of cool that if you compare it to lay rhino just because like you guys like again you have those improv sections like it's literally like yo what's gonna happen today like i don't know like let's figure it out (laughs) like that's per that's a perfect explanation for it yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i'm about that i I appreciate it man yeah dude of course like that's such i'm glad to see that yeah, because like it's it's I feel like it's uh because like my brother was doing like this like technically like an online zine and he would ask that question to musicians and, and stuff and I was like, oh that's cool. So he was like, yeah, you're doing the podcast. I don't do that anymore. Use that question. I was like, oh sick. And I feel like it's gotten because it it really takes people out of like the the element of it. It's like wait, why would my band be a TV show? And like, I've gotten a lot of good r- responses from it. I'm like, oh, dude, dope. Okay, I'm glad like people like like this weird, stupid question. Like, it's, it's just cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, I'm all about that shit. Yeah, exa- hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like, I, like, that's what I live for. Like, everything is everything, you know? It's like, we all have the capacity to be the most evil people alive. But, oh, you yeah. know, the fact that we choose... We, the fact that we choose not to use that is like, that's, that's amazing. Right? Yes. Yes, dude. Fuck. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And, you know, given this is, this is what I like to think about too. And this is a little bit off topic, but given that like, say you and I were born at like a different time in a different country with a different set of circumstances. Yeah. It'd be like entirely different people having like an entirely different conversation, but that doesn't mean that the attributes of who we could have been in like a different life aren't inherently in our DNA. Like, like yes. we have the capacity, like everything is inside of us and it's just like, you choose what to sort of pull out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, dude. Yes. Like I've thought about that before. It's, it's just like, I, I could be, I could be like anything I could, I could have been like this psychotic killer i could have been this like this like extremely boisterous like chad or brad full circle and then like (laughs) like i could have been like this like me like it's like it's all in you but yeah i love that like you choose to like to pull out dude yes fuck dude your brain's cool (laughs) so the fact that your band could be a tv show it's like not that far-fetched right yeah yeah exactly That's so yeah, sick, man. Dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh man. And hey. then so the one I like so the question I like to end on, it's like a two parter. So um I like to ask everyone like, yo, what has been the the best show you've ever played and the worst show you've ever played? Um I like to start off with the best because like it's like, oh cool. And then like I like to like make everyone hate like it's like, why did you even say that? So like end it with the worst shows. Yeah. So your best slash worst show that you've ever done. 
Oh my gosh. I feel like I have so many stories that like, I, I wish I would have told you that I'm just afraid to tell you now. I do know. I'm stoked. <laughs> um, damn. Okay. So like, wow, that's, that's such a hard question. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like we were touring Europe a bunch and like, I feel like we had some really great shows in, in the States, but we also had some really great shows in, in Europe. You know, like, Sometimes what makes a great show is like not necessarily like how you played, but it's like the people you meet and the things that occur and like where yep. you get to stay that night. Yes, exactly. So hmm. like the animals you meet too. Like sometimes you meet like you meet really cool animals sometimes. So true, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So. Oh my God. There's so many nights that stand. There's been so many good shows. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's, see, that's so cool to hear though, dude. That's awesome. So like, God, so there's like three really great shows that stand out. Maybe I'll give you three real quick. I'm trying to like dude, go through do it. No, 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 dude. I keep going. I, I'm just, this is sick. <laughs> so we were in Italy and there was like, we were like playing in the, in the garage of like this Italian chef and, um, <laughs> He made this like really amazing like focaccia and uh, I was just like, I never had focaccia before and it was like really good. Um, what is that? It's like this, it's almost like, the best way I could describe it is like almost like a deep dish pizza without the pizza ingredients on top. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So it's almost, yeah, it's almost just like this like really good, almost like very me i remember it being very almost like yeasty it almost had like a pastry flour vibe but oh that sounds awesome yeah and almost like i i think he like sprinkled salt on top like pretty thick chunks of like sea salt almost dude damn oh dude I, yeah. i'm hungry dude damn yeah and it was, it was like kind of sweet but it was also like savory at the same time like it had like the best of both worlds you know and it was like the like flavor profile was like pretty complex um <laughs> dude I was, I was like really into it you know? hell yeah <laughs> And eating that right before playing too is just like you're like supercharged. You know, you have so much energy. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we played in his garage, and that was a cool show. And uh, like hanging out with him was like really cool. I'm like really into food and stuff, so uh, hanging out with chefs and talking to chefs about stuff is like it's always fun. It's always a good time. And uh, I actually learned that slugs slugs are really attracted to beer because the next morning when we woke up, like people, you know, people were like. Like I don't drink or anything, and like I don't. The, the members of our band actually nobody drinks, but oh, that's awesome, dude! It's pretty, it's pretty nice, right? Because there's so much less to worry about. Dude, <laughs> fuck yes, dude! Yeah, I, I, I don't drink either, and like it's, it's just it, it makes the world so much better. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's the way, you know. Yeah, dude. But when we woke up, there was like these massive like Italian slugs just like <laughs> all inside, <laughs> like all over this backyard to the point where you had to, you had to like avoid stepping on like slugs because wow, like in glasses. What? Yeah, they were like a like you'd pick up like a, someone's glass and there'd be like five slugs on like one glass. What weird? Yeah. So like I, I asked somebody about it and they were just like, yes, they're like, they're attracted to like the smell. Like I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's really weird. Yeah. I never knew that dude. That's so sick. Ah, and, um, and so we, there was another Italian show that was in like a cave. It was like, you know what? how people like live. <laughs> yeah. Like some people will convert like caves into like living spaces. Um, sick. 
<laughs> so like they like to set up the show they had to like move like a bed and like a dinner table and like all this <laughs> stuff out of the way sick <laughs> and um i think there's a video actually of this show on I- I'll-, I'll see if i can send you the link yes um, please that's sick yeah and like since it was like a cave it was like everybody was sweating so much <laughs> um, <laughs> like there was like you know like water dripping off the ceiling like all this condensation and stuff and it's like and uh i think the i think the guitarist and i may have played in like either like super short shorts or like underwear or something and, uh, <laughs> and i think the shower was actually like directly like next to where i set up the kit so i was able to take a shower like right after we played <laughs> that's so perfect <laughs> but um there was this like really nice lady she gave our bassist this like meditation patch of like this like this like blue like this entity is like a blue face with like a um like a third eye like a like it's just this beautiful patch okay um and he actually gave it to me and so i like that's one of my like sort of like more valued i guess like material possessions is like this patch from this show heck yeah Um, yeah it's like yeah i still have it that's so that's sick dude that sounds so that's so that's so cool dude yeah and it means it means more to me because it's like she gave it to him and then he gave it to me yeah so dude. it's like it's so sweet you know yeah that's perfect yeah yeah it's and i'm trying to think of like i guess like you know like some of the worst shows are the shows where it's like like you know going away from the good shows i'll go to like the i'll go to the the other side real quick hell yeah (laughs) it's like the shows where like the promoters like have like they don't care about your band like maybe they never heard your band before and it's like like they don't even care to like look up your band or something exactly yes (laughs) they they don't put any effort into the show or something or it's like you know which is like uh, you know i don't want to blame anybody for anything but it's um you know if you're on tour and you're like in another country and like you don't like you don't get paid and you have like a long way to travel and like yes it's kind of it can be kind of rough sometimes so there's situations where it's just kind of like you know you're sleeping in like a uh you know it's like 3 a.m and people are partying and like the, the room is just totally like there's been a, there's been rooms that have been so full of smoke that like I'd have to go out. Like, I remember this night I was like outside in the snow, just on my knees, just like puking. Whoa. It was. Just, yeah. Cause like I couldn't breathe. Cause it's like, there's so <laughs> much cigarette smoke. God damn. That's so weird to me, man. Like I, why would anyone want to be in that? That's rough. I, I, I don't do well with like the bar culture thing. So like the cigarette smoke and all the alcohol and stuff. And like the, I don't know. It's kind of rough sometimes. Like oh, it's yeah. a, lot, a lot of like, a lot of like post-traumatic stress kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. So, like, I don't know. I try to stay healthy, and it's like, you know, I want to breathe clean air. So it's like, (laughs) exactly. The health anxiety thing gets kind of heavy in some of those venues, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. But I'll give you a good story. Since I gave you some good positive stories, I'll give you a good bad story. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We played at this place in Germany. I believe it's in Germany called like white trash fast food. (laughs) (laughs) And the owner of the club does this thing where he like, he doesn't want your band to play anymore. He'll just like put his hand over your strings, like while you're playing. Whoa. It's like, it's not like a joke thing though. It's just like who he is. Like, it's just like, 
he doesn't like your band or if he wants you to stop or if he gets like because i think he's I think he might be kind of heavy into drugs like if he gets like paranoid or something he's just like i think he has like mood swings i don't know like i i don't want to project or like psychoanalyze this guy but <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> we were like playing and we were in the middle of like this like pretty intense pretty intense song and you know you get in like the flow state you're like in this like rhythm of like you know you're like almost like this ascended being or something it's like yeah. you're in the moment and like this is what you're doing you know yeah yeah definitely and so we're like we're playing and it's like you know that's like that's like your thing that's like what you live for it's like i live to play and it's like we, you travel all that way it's like you don't want to stop playing just because someone's like like maybe like paranoid that i don't know like your band is too loud or they don't like your music or something like that like yeah like they didn't know like like they didn't know like what they were booking or something you know yeah yeah <laughs> so like um I think he tries to like signal to us to, to stop playing or something. And I don't, I don't really see him at first, but then I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, this is kind of weird. And it's like, I'm kind of like looking at the other members, like, should we stop playing? Like, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of like, <laughs> this is kind of strange. Cause it's like, he stopped the band before us. It's like, do we want to like, what you know? Cause we all kind of have a little bit of like a punk ethos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah, um, of course. So I'm like doing this like full on like rim shot, Dave Grohl style, like, <laughs> like, six, like six, 16th note, like drum roll, you yeah. know? <laughs> It's like, like just super loud and super hard. And this dude comes up, the, the owner of the club comes up and he starts like choking me. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, like cho- he's like choking me like while I'm playing. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm into that sometimes, but not, you know, not, you know <laughs> not while I'm playing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's like, I end up, I end up like jumping through the drum kit, and, like tackling this guy off stage. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> and like, there's like all these tables, like there's like this dining area, like people are like eating food and stuff, and just like you know, like drinking and just like hanging out, and it's like really, like it's like a seated, like people are seated, like it's not like a standing venue or something. Oh, weird. So yeah, I tackled him like off the stage into these tables, and like, <laughs> and then I um. There was like this DJ guy. I, I remember he was like this, like really cute, like chubby, like bald dude. And I just like got up and gave him a hug, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I like wanted to show him like I was like nonviolent, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I like ripped my pants like on like some of the drum hardware, so I had to like turn them into shorts for the rest of the tour. <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, that was like. I don't know if that counts as a bad story because it's actually kind of like a, it was a kind of a good show. We got still got paid. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? I, I need people to choke me at shows, dude. I, I'm going to get paid, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I like our guitarist gave me the nickname, like flying drummer, like Michael Jordan or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was good stuff. That's so good, dude. That's so terrible. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. I have some stories that I like I would have to probably have to tell you in person that I probably can't I probably shouldn't tell here, but like they're I don't know, I have a lot of good stories. Oh fuck yeah, dude. I'm dude, yes, for sure. That sounds oh dude, I'm so stoked, man. Oh my god, dude. That's that Dude, okay, well, dude, okay, so what I'm gonna do, so, uh, so I'm gonna say, like, a fake goodbye, and then I'm gonna talk to you right after this, but, for sure, but, but first, like, dude, thank you for coming on, this has been so cool, and to me, it's such, like, a, 
a huge thing for me again like you have been such like an inspiration of because of how like how how your drumming has been and so like being able to talk to you and to find out that you're a really fucking cool person like blows my mind so like thank you for even wanting to come on i've this has been so sick dude yeah i definitely appreciate you having me if you ever want to do like a i don't know i don't know if we have anything i guess we have stuff that like left to talk about like i'm down for like a part two or something and yeah uh, for sure and, uh, yeah, i'm excited to keep following like your journey and keep like you know like listening to your podcast and see like what's coming up oh fuck yeah dude thank you that's so sick dude that that is beyond cool dude but yeah i, I love podcasts you know it's like i and i you know i feel like we grew up in the same kind of scene like the sort of like you know, like straight edge vibes, like punk and hardcore, like yeah. that. Th- those are all like our roots, right? So it's like, yeah, man, dude, sick. Well, dude, well, okay, so like, <laughs> that's so fucking cool. But like, dude, okay, again, thank you, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in like literally right now. No one else is gonna hear it. So like, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So that episode is over, and that is one person that I've been wanting to talk to forever. Ever since I saw that I Wrestled a Bear once cover, I was blown away. Like, he... I didn't understand how a person could move that fast. Like, his legs were unreal, and it sucks because I was trying to find it forever. Like, and it's, yeah, it's totally taken down, but I think I'm going to try and use, like, the Wayback Machine to go watch it again because, seriously, I would watch that at least once to three times a hundred times a year but no seriously like and also being able to actually meet him and talk to him like it's it's like when you say like you should never meet your heroes he definitely was is and still is one to me because of how fucking cool he is so like i don't know thank you so much john for coming on you have no idea how much it meant to me i know i expressed it a lot during the podcast but it meant so much because you're so such a cool dude and especially meeting you and knowing you're like badass so like oh god it was so cool but uh but yeah everyone i hope you enjoyed that episode i that was seriously so freaking cool to me but i hope you enjoyed it i know i did and guess what i'll see you next time on like the next episode okay